podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is Wednesday night. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. Bookie's a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and remember to do so with Paddy Power. This show is a little bit different and it's the first of five shows we're going to do between now and the end of the season. Looking back on this season, I know it's not finished yet, but there's loads to talk about and we are on the verge of winning our first title in 30 years, barring the biggest collapse and calamity that you've ever seen in football so we've decided we're going to go back to the start and we're going to probably every couple of weeks take it in sections on right up until the end of the season and we'll do a final fifth show uh, when the league is wrapped up probably late may because by the time we get to it and we've recovered from the celebrations tonight i have grizz and i have keith with me so we're going to start off with the summer window then we're going to have a look at august and september the big moments the players the, the results everything that's gone on in those months um the lads will need a little bit of reminding, they said, so that's what I am here for. But look, let's see how we get on. And here we go. So... We're, we're, we, we've called this um, what have we called it I think we called it A Date with Destiny um, that's that's the, the name we've given it it's going to be five shows as I said so this one is going to be about the summer window and about the months August and September Grizz I'll come to you first right and going right back to you know post post Madrid where we, we become champions of Europe for the sixth time we go into that summer now Take yourself back to that summer, Grizz, and you're looking at things and you're looking at 97 points that we got. We, we one point short. We win the European Cup. And as we get into, say, the start of July, we're looking at things and me and you had loads of conversations over the summer. At that time, what were you thinking transfer-wise? Because we know we end up signing nobody of any real note. You know, Harvey Elliott and Sepp van den Berg are the only two players that come into the, into the into Liverpool during that summer. But what were you thinking in the summer? Were you thinking we need to strengthen this as areas we want to do? What was your feelings? Most certainly, most certainly thought we we're going to strengthen. I mean, no one can sit here and, you know, say that they were happy if we made zero signings. You know, when you when you've just become the champions of Europe, you automatically think, right, we're champions of Europe. We we have to capitalize on this. And I'm talking from a fan's excitement point of view. You know, I'm not talking from the actual analyzing the squad from a coach's point of view because we can touch upon that later. And you know, obviously they will prove right. But but from a fan's point of view, you asked me from a fan's point of view, and we win that Champions League, and it's. It's the least we deserve after after that, that the amazing season we put in, the amazing effort we put in last season. Because you've got to remember, not only did we win the Champions League, but as you reminded us, we we fucking smashed 97 points, Gab, which is an amazing total. One loss all season. So we're talking about this season as being one of the greatest. Well, we were very close. You know, we were like a few millimetres away from having one of the greatest seasons ever last season. Mm. So, you know, I did want a signing. Um, you know, the only, to be honest with you, the only area that was glaring was the attack. And uh, I did think personally, and I think 90, 80% of the fan base uh, expected signing as well. Okay, Keith, as the summer wears on and the window obviously closed around, I think it was August 5th, sixth or seventh in around then um, because the Premier League clubs have decided to close the window before the season started. As this wears on, are you are you still believing, you know, right up until that deadline that we'll do something? You know, there was names being bandied about. Um, 
Pepe was 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 heavily linked, although I think that was just a way of building, you know, marking up his price, and Arsenal eventually um, went and paid that. But right up to it, were you were you concerned that and hopeful that we we bring somebody in that we a bit uneasy that if we bring nobody in here, we're going again with the same squad we had last season. Although people did point to Alex Oxley Chamberlain coming back and you know different things like that. Were you were you a bit? You had to be a bit concerned, Keith. Yeah, I think everyone was concerned. Um, you, you'd see a lot of people saying, you know, the usual stuff. You don't stand still. You've won the Champions League. You have to push on from a position of strength. But the closer it got to the deadline, I was more of the opinion we wouldn't have done that. It, it doesn't seem to be, you know, the way that, that this Liverpool do their business. You know, if they can't get them over the line earlier, that's it, you know, the, the, the nearer they got to the deadline, I thought, no, they're not going to do too much here. And I was a bit surprised that we went down that road. I thought we we would have, as Grizz said, you know, an attacker maybe to just sort of um, pep up the, the front three, I thought would have come in. And we were linked with a lot of players, you know, we, we were linked with Bruno Fernandes, we were linked with uh, Pepe, we were linked, you know, with Werner at the time. There were so many of them that we were linked with. But it just felt like there was no, the links weren't coming from the, the concrete sources. Hmm. And that was what I was sort of sceptical about. And the, the nearer you got, even we were, everyone, look, as fans, you want the new sign and just for your own, you know, picks up the morale of the fans. But everything Klopp was saying and everything that was coming out of the club was, we're not going to do it just for the sake of it. But we didn't listen to that, you know what I mean? We were all like, no, 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 we, we need a sign. Again, it's the fans know, know more than Klopp and Edwards and all, and it turned out we didn't get anyone in. Well, I, I, I take that back because you mentioned Vandenberg and Elliot, but the, the biggest one was was Adrian. I know he's a free transfer, but how things might have been different if we hadn't have gone with that. Yeah, we yeah. had have had maybe Mignolet in goal, yeah. you know, might have been a totally different thing. So I was actually... A big sign was was one that cost us nothing. Yeah, it was. Do you know what? It, to be honest with you, I I I was of the opinion that you 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 strengthen from a position of strength. Like Chris Brack says, he yeah. was disappointed we didn't add one attacker in the summer, but still believed that we challenge. Kevin Sullivan was nervous because of the volume of games played and the demands on getting a hundred point season, which he felt you would have to go and do. And it wasn't an outrageous thought because when you looked at City, one hundred and ninety eight points over the past yeah. two seasons. If they were to do similar, you if the average someone out there, you're looking around ninety nine points. You know, you are looking at ninety nine points, aren't you? So. You know, I, I'm. I think when I was looking at, it, I was going. You're in a position of strength. Let's strengthen. But it's it's you know as we know sitting here now at the, towards the end of February that Klopp just believed in that squad. But yeah. I was with you. I thought the closer it got, it, it would look a bit, a, a bit, a bit, a bit panicky if we if we went and, and made a signing because we're in we're in February now and we're talking about signings like. I.e. Timo Werner, uh, three months out now, four months out yeah. from a possible, you know, transfer. And like we all know, the three of us know here now, transfers are worked on probably a year in advance. And it, I it was just, just going to say, you know, it get, just, yeah, go on. I was just going to say that we didn't end up buying anyone of note, right? I'm not going to sort of say suddenly like, oh, Adrian was a, counts as a signing of note. Well, he has turned out to be a signing of note, but we didn't think that at the time, or Elliot or Vandenberg, obviously. No, we didn't. Did. Yeah, but, but it was, I, I still think we tried. I still think we had a look and we had chats with clubs and agents, but it just didn't feel right. And, you know, they've been proved so amazingly right. But I also yeah. think there was a lot of groundwork done for the next window or two, maybe not this window, we didn't, you know, but but sort of for the next for the next summer window, I should say, yeah. So I think a lot of chats would take have you know would have taken place. All right, well, not quite now, you know. You've got to maybe, for example, in the in the Werner deal, you know, um, he signed a new contract. So you say, all right, well, you know, there is a clause in your contract. We'll come again next year and see, take it from there. Maybe a few other players, you know. You talk and you say, all right, well, you know, you want to stay another year and then we come and visit again in the next year and then maybe we can get a better deal. You know, I don't think it was sort of just we sat on our sort of sat on our hands and didn't do nothing. I, I definitely think there was conversations had 
and and uh, very very much meticulously planned. As we've turned, look, we've turned into the most meticulously planned club in world football. We are. Mm. We we are so ahead of the curve. It's amazing. And and you know, I think that's why I think this time round we will get a lot of our work done very early and very quick because the foundations have been laid for the yep. last year or so. No, that's that's absolutely fair. People have made mentioned Adrian. I, oh, I forgot to mention him at the start because and the reason I did is because Adrian was brought in like we're losing Mignolet to Bruges, let's get somebody in. You know, he was never yeah. brought in. He, he he didn't really qualify as you just seen him as sitting on the bench and maybe making a League Cup appearance, you know. But I think the feeling I got, like I was over in Liverpool just after the window closed and just before the fourth game of the season and, and talking to people over there they were like, Well look how can you and and the, the resounding thing I heard from people Liverpool fans over there and Liverpool fans from from Ireland from England from Liverpool um that when while I was there for a couple of days was well can you argue with the man what he's done can you argue with him can you can you you know should we be outside his house giving out because he hasn't made signings and they just a complete and utter belief in Jurgen Klopp and it's being found it's being like you know justified now but we we get towards the start of the season the, the charity shield or remind us of it, a one-all draw, we lose on penalties, but it was one of those games, it was a game of both halves, City were really quick out of the blocks, but we dominated them second half, and the draw was a really fair result, I thought, and the penalties thing, you know, it was a court and razor, and and it just, I think it did show the qualities of both sides in in 45-minute bursts, but we we get to the first league game of the season, and Grizz, we go to, we go to Anfield, um, we're both there, aren't we? You're with me that day? Yeah, yeah, and, we we have Norwich who are newly promoted. We're off the back of a European Cup Cup win. There's a real buzz about the place, um, and we dispatched them four one. But the the biggest thing to come out of it was the Allison injury, Grizz. And I can tell you in the ground, and you can tell people as well. When he goes down, nobody really notices it. But when he goes down, there is a kind of a groan from the cop because they've noticed it right in front of him. And we're thinking, oh, it might be a niggle, but he ends up being out for eight games, Grizz. And uh, when you think about it, it, it looked huge then, didn't it? Like, we play on the Friday. On the Saturday, we're thinking, this is huge already. Day one, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, no, there was, um, you know, there was sort of suddenly from joyous scenes, there was suddenly sort of pure silence, a, a deafening silence when he was taken off. Um, we were just not sort of used to, I think the season before we were very lucky with injuries and we didn't have too many, et cetera, et cetera. And then suddenly, bang on the first day, you know, one of the most significant signings of the last decade or so, yeah. you know, suddenly goes down and then is, was he, he walked off. So at the time we didn't think he kicks a ball, he kicks a ball out, it goes out towards the main stand yeah. and he goes down yeah. and yeah, People were, trying to analyze, so- people were trying to analyse it. Was it a calf strain? Was it That's an Achilles? Right. And it's only when it's... Half the stadium don't realise it. It's only a groan yeah. from the cop you hear, and then you turn and look. I was in the Kenny Daglish stand with, with Ray Dicko, and we won't look to him, what's going on? And he did, he kind of, he doesn't kind of walk up, he is helped off. He's not stretched, but he is really, really helped around to the side of the pitch and towards the main stand. And people were people were saying no it's a calf it'd be a couple of weeks but it was crazy like i mean look personally personally look i was gutted for him mm. if you're gonna ask me overall was i sort of doom and gloom and sort of really down and out i wasn't i did think that you know we'd be able to overcome i thought you know the adrian's a you know from his watching his time at west ham i thought he's a very at the time i thought he's a very adequate keeper mm-hmm. he turns out to be a world superstar mm-hmm. Well, we didn't know that at the time. He turns out to be very... Oh, no, I thought, he's a, I thought he's very adequate. I thought, yeah, he'll do a solid enough job as long as it keeps it nice and simple. So I wasn't sort of overly dramatic about it, but it was a bit of a blow. Yeah, it, it, it was a bit of a blow. And and the only thing I can take from Keith was, and I remember Ray Dickinson saying it to me um, in the ground at the time when Adrian comes on, uh, first thing he said to me was, Jesus, like this fella was on a beach last week. And the second thing is, could you imagine if we were facing eight games in a row of Mignolet um, after watching Allison? And and it was a fair point, wasn't it? Because it was a very fair he, point. He was he was raw. He, he was cheered onto the pitch on Anfield like a massive ovation for him when he came on. And he does okay. You can see the goal, but he does nothing wrong. And people already 
but just looking at this fella for 70, 65 minutes or whatever it was, are completely okay. They're like, yeah, it's a massive blow, Alison, but it's a, it, we're completely okay because it's not Simon Mignolet. Yeah. Did, how nervous did you get though? Because he's a massive pl- player in their side and we've seen how tight the season before was and to lose your goalkeeper 25 minutes in. Yeah, it was massive. Like, I, obviously, I watched it on the, on the TV where you boys were at that. And like that, yeah, it was an innocuous kick. So they, the ball, the, this, the camera follows the ball. You don't think anything of it. They flash back, he's sitting on the ground, and you're like, oh, Jesus. But you had all the medical experts online telling you, oh, this is a, a calf, this is a tear, this will be out for so long, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. And you're dead right. If that had been Mignolet, and it's very harsh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if that had been Mignolet, the grounds and the doom would have come in straight away. Yeah, look, and just by the fact that it wasn't Mignolet, he got a round of applause. He got I mean, a big ovation. You know, no one had seen him. Yeah, yeah, it was a big and, ovation. And in that, like psychologically, it was a, a, a positive, and it's probably it was probably a sign of how the season was going to play out. Really, you know that way it was. Mm. You lose a key, like you, in my opinion, the one player you didn't want to lose was Allison. Because Mignolet was the backup at the time, you know, he'd only left, uh, he played the charity shield, didn't he, Mignolet, and then left after that, because Alisson was was off, was he off at the Copa America? He could have been, the charity shield is a blur to me. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I just remember Mignolet dominating the second half. Um, but, yeah, it just by way of not being Simon Mignolet, Alice, uh, Adrian gets that support. And it could have been, like I said, a sign for how the season was going to go. You know, we lose a key player, but we just get on with it. And he plays the game, comes on around, what, 35 or something, was it a 30-minute mark or something like that, very early in the game. Mm. And I think we were about to up at that stage when he comes on. And, yeah, he concedes a goal, but... You know, you wouldn't blame him for that. A little bit of rust, maybe. He was training in the Spanish Tour Division or something before that. <laughs> yeah, he but was. He, overall, I think he done well. Overall, I think he done well and, and carried it forward. You know, he had a few ricks in the in the game, but he seems like a very confident keeper in any way. That which was something that we didn't have with Mignolet and we didn't have with Carius. You know, they were their confidence was made out of eggshell. Whereas yeah. Adrian looks like he could, you know, he could take, he, he makes a mistake against Southampton and, it, you know, he doesn't let it really affect him, which was good to see, you know, mm-hmm. we weren't used spot, to that. Great spot, great well, spot, because that, that, that's the main difference I spotted with, with, with Adrian as well. He was very confident and cocksure about himself. I don't, I don't know how confident and cocksure he was. I think he was literally maxed out on adrenaline and it got him through the, the eight or so games he played because... He just, I'd say he was looking around himself going, is this actually for real? You know, like like Keith said, I think he was training with friends or, who were, you know, involved. Yeah, in but you've got to remember, Gav, you've got to remember he makes a ricket against Southampton. Well, I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> go on. No, go, yeah, no, but look, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is like, like Chris Brack says, Adrian's style of play suits us more than Mignolet. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Chris Brack also says, certain pro podcasts were telling everyone Alisson was a combo of an Achilles and a knee ligament tear. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was great for a couple of days um, yeah. while that was going on. But uh, Shaq said he absolutely bricked himself when um, when he goes down injured. But look, we get we get the first league game out of the way and we win a 4-1. And before the second league game of the season, which is Southampton um, away, um, we could play the Super Cup. Um, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um and it's a two two draw and we win it we win it on penalties. And Keith, that man, Adrian, ends up being the ends up being the, the hero of the night after a game which from for me, I don't think Liverpool were at their best. They 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 go behind, they they equalise, they go in front, they can see it a penalty. Um if I remember right, uh, but we yeah, went on penalties. But, but how big was that for us? You know, to put the European Super Cup beside the the, Europe, the Champions League for the keeper to come in and be an instant hero with with with, with saves and penalty shootouts. How big was it? Like not only for the team, but for him to come in and get that and say, "Yeah, okay, I was like wherever a couple of weeks ago, but now I've I've saved penalties in the European Super Cup," and to be to feel part of this squad, a real part of it within. Within a week of his first game, within four days yeah. of his first game, it couldn't have happened any better, really. Could have for him, you know. Mm. It's um, 
to, to come in, as you say, he's only there a week. He is going on adrenaline, obviously, you know, but to get that under his belt, he slept with the Super Cup that night, you know, and that's that's great, you know, and that integrated him with the team and with the fan base as well. So when you have that off, you know, he comes in and he's probably looking at, well, behind the best goalkeeper in the world here, I'll get a few Carling Cup games, maybe an FA Cup game, but I'll be training, the, you know, top level and all, brilliant. To get put into the team then and to be the hero in... And look, people can scoff at the Super Cup and they can scoff at the Charity Shield. I think people, scoff at, I think people, I think people scoff at it when they don't win it. Oh, yeah. You know. Exactly. And they'll turn their nose up at it if you win it. But this Super Cup had more of an impact because it gave Adrian that, that confidence booster that, you know, it, it didn't do him any harm, certainly. You know, and even in the game itself, he wasn't that bad in the game. I mean, they, they got that penalty, and I think wasn't it? It was a, a dubious one. Tammy Abraham, I think, went down a bit, mm. a bit easier. I don't think there was too much contact, but you know, he, he got the penalty. And mm-hmm. to this then step up in the shootout, and you know, to save. So I think he done very well there. And again, I'll go back to the point I said a minute ago. Everything seemed to be falling perfect. You know what was our first hurdle? To going back to the, the small squad as well, what one of the big worries was we're staying with the same squad, we're not freshening things up. We have a lot of games, but we also have to throw in a midweek Super Cup in the first week of the season. We also have to go to Qatar later on in the season with this small squad. So to get the win here by hook or by crook, but with the fact that he became the hero was was brilliant for the morale around the team and for the morale around the keeper. I had to step in to very big shows for the first eight games of the season. Yeah, so and it was brilliant. Uh, the feel you you touch on the feel good factor there, and I think you're right. You know what they, they were talking about the champions wall at Melwood and how they'd have to put a super yeah. cup on it, and you know Adrian obviously becomes a hero and and becomes part of the squad. But I think it, it was it was great for. For us to win a Champions League and all right, lose out in the league, which is the biggest prize we're looking for. And this this is why we're doing this show, I suppose. But to put that other trophy beside it, you're like, you know what, That's that just cements it for us. And, and it probably takes a little bit of an edge off the league, not too much, but another way you can go, there's two trophies, you know, yeah, from, yeah. All, our, from all our hard work last season, you know. Grizz, I don't think you can underestimate how good this was because I think if you're a good player and you're a confident player, and you go and win the Champions League, absolutely amazing. And then you go and win the European Super Cup and you have a World Club Cup to look at and we will look at that later on in, in future shows. It, trophies are trophies, Grizz, at the end of the season. Trophies are trophies and it also the most crucial factor for me in this Liverpool team, especially under Jurgen Klopp, who had a bit of a, a unfair reputation for for being a bottle job in finals and when it comes down to it, right? Yeah. So, and I and I say very unfair because you know he's always the underdog in every final he's been previously, right? Yeah. The the mentality, the winning mentality, slowly, slowly starts seeping in, Gav, mm-hmm. and that's what was the turning point for for me personally. We we developed this streak of sort of not playing well, right? Even early doors, we could see that suddenly setting in. And there seemed definitely seemed uh, a determination amongst the players to make sure we get our hands on this trophy. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. It was, you know, it was built up to it. There was not much sort of prestige behind it. Maybe stature-wise, it doesn't mean much. But to us and to Jürgen Klopp and his squad and what he was trying to build, I think it was very, very crucial, as you said. You know, especially the way it made the team bond especially the way made team bond behind Adrian, you know, sort of, you know, becomes this cult hero, adds to the team unity, you know, which is very, very crucial. It's always downplayed, but it's not. It really, really means a lot. And um, I thought I thought it was very significant myself. And, you know, it was another trophy, as you said, in the cabinet. And I thought it helped team camaraderie and the mentality. Yeah, and I think, I think just... The, the, the feel good factor from the Champions League was being 
tempered a little bit with nerves from the first day of the season about the league because you just had a, such a high bar. And I think this just broke it a little bit early doors. Like, there's another trophy. This is fucking brilliant, lads. Yeah. Just keep going. Let's enjoy it. And the enjoyment took over rather than nerves. And you, you, you see that around Anfield as the season progresses right up to now. And probably the game against West Ham the other day is probably the only one where I thought, this is a little bit edgy here. But you yeah. the feel good factor and the enjoyment has taken over. All right. We're flying, but the, the enjoyment has taken over, and I think that's a massive thing. Um, Shaq says the, the, a couple of last things on the, on the Super Cup. Um, Adrian becoming a hero and got two footed by a fan. He, um, oh, says Jesus, yeah. he says that was a worrying few days. And Shaq says the penalty saves were brilliant, but it maybe did lead him to being a bit too cocky. And the Southampton game is an example. So moving on to Southampton, we go away to Southampton on our second game of the league season. Uh, we, we, we win 2-1 with goals from Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino. Uh, Danny Ings replies for Southampton. This is the Rick we're talking about where Adrian is a little bit hesitant he's probably trying to be a little bit too cool he plays her off Danny Ings and it goes it goes in but Keith it's you know people people before the start of the season rated Southampton because of the way they'd finished the, se- the previous season the manager had got his feet under the table now he'd you know he's getting to play his way he was he removed a couple of he, he did remove a couple of players that were kind of regulars for them and said no I'm going to go in a different direction and people people think that Southampton be decent this season so coming away from that one um, you see Sadio after coming back probably we're only a couple of weeks rest played against Norwich gets a goal in the Super Cup final uh, he, he gets a brilliant goal here as well just on the stroke of half time to make a 1-0 yeah. you see Firmino who you do have a concern over at the start of seasons because he's been away playing football he gets on the score sheet and it was a tough game and Southampton played very well that day especially for the first 40, 40 minutes or so yeah, it was a but tough that, that game. But that felt like a big win again, didn't it? Straight away. Yeah, it did. And again, it, it, it's all... Everything was done. There was context to it as well because this was... Was this an early kickoff on the Saturday? This one was... Um, I'll tell you now. Because we, yeah, we played... Was. I think it was yeah. an early kickoff, yeah, because I think we had and to we, play the we Super Cup. We played on the Thursday, yeah. We played the Silver Cup or something on the Thursday or the Wednesday night. And then we had to play this. And you're really West... Uh, West Southampton came into the season with a lot of um, a lot of hype about them and especially no, it, was a, it, was a, it was a three o'clock game on the Saturday after playing on the Wednesday night was it? yeah even still first week of the season we had to travel to Turkey to play the Silver Cup get back extra time penalties get back a tough game against Chelsea it must be said get back then and play Southampton and people thought you know Hassan Hiltle had the reputation for being you know, a fitness coach as well, you know, like, like Klopp uh, and a couple of others, um, Pochettino as well would have had that, that he gets his teams really fit and they do a lot of running and the worry was they could probably tr- leg us a bit, you know, we'd have mm. a bit too much uh, yeah. tiredness and the timing of the Mane goal in that game was crucial. Right on you half know, time, yeah. Half time, it absolutely killed them, I thought. Mm. And that sent us in and a lot of times this season we, we've Got that goal, you know, either right on half time or right after half time. And it being, you know, just the key to unlock the door. And this game, right, he, Adrian does have that little, little rig. But I think the, the problem he had there was he knew he was coming in again. I said it a second ago, he probably wasn't expecting to play many games. And he probably thought he could, you know, from looking at Adrian or from Alison, I get them confused all the time. From looking at Alison the previous season, he knew right there's a way that these like to play and it gives confidence and it's playing it out from the back and it's pushing up and, you know, patrolling a higher line that he's probably more comfortable with. And he probably felt he'd throw himself into that and he, he got caught out, but. Again, luckily he gets caught out. He, he gets caught out, but Chris points out that he makes a brilliant save. Um, he makes a brilliant save first half. He does make a brilliant save um, in the first half from a, from ahead of McCorner, I think it was. And yeah. and and like, all right, he makes a rick, but he actually does make a good. He makes a couple of good saves in that game. Uh, he makes Kier- absolute stunning save. Yeah, Kier- well, sorry, Kieran says he was at the Saints game, and that was the first game that he felt uh, we had a steely determination and could find Absolutely. a way to win. He said yeah. Sadio's get Sadio's goal totally changed the game. We were outplayed in the first half. Uh, uh, Shaq points out it was half twelve on a Saturday. I thought it was a three o'clock game, but I, I, yeah, no. I thought it was an early one. I thought that was the whole thing that we yeah, had yeah, yeah. No, he's con- added to it. Shaq's confirmed half 12. But Grizz, just touching on that point from Kieran, and it's a really good one. 
a way to win because um, Chris says we massively rotated the midfield due to less than a 40 hour, hour break as the Super Cup f- finished after 1 a.m. Thursday in Turkey. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was finding a way to win, wasn't it? Chris? it because was. it wasn't, it wasn't a great performance. Don't get me wrong, but it was one of those where you walked away and went, Killer goal on half time. Firmino, like Firmino scores. We get away with a little bit of a mistake and we see it out, and that's happy days. See, no, I like, I like. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rose Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. I like that performance. I really like that performance. I think, yeah. Is it clear on? Kieran was at the game, yeah. And that's that was I his think Kieran makes an absolute outstanding point about in terms of that's where we see the steel determination, mm. this team, and the will to win. What happens? Look, he does make a ricket, okay, and that's the only way Southampton get back in the game. I don't think we were outplayed in that first half at all. We didn't make any chances, but we were very, very strong defensively. You know, it was early kickoff. You know, we've been away. You know, it was built up to be the game where Southampton press us and sort of it's the big team coming off, um, you know, not much break. And then the other teams had loads of sort of loads of time to prepare for this game. And, you know, it was built up as the mini club. Well, I can't even say his name, whatever his name Hasn't is, the manager. Him. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. And so it was set up to be a sort of a giant killing, so to speak. <laughs> Excuse me, but... You know, two things I remember from that game. Our determination and steeliness <coughs> and the first signs of Mane stepping up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll I'll go to Keith while I cough like man. Okay, you you, you have a break there. <laughs> yeah. Keith, um Mane no, does Mane, Mane does Mane does step up and it's a huge goal away to his former side. And as I said, Firmino obviously, you know, he gets on the score sheet and you're thinking lovely. It's great to see him off and running. But as Kieran pointed out there, we find a way to win. We take the three points. And remember, we take that three points. And the following day, I think City drop points at home to Spurs in a controversial 2-2 yeah. draw. So already, yeah. that win feels great because we've come back from Turkey probably you know, early morning on a Thursday. And to go to Southampton early on the Saturday and win. But then to get the bonus of the City results to follow. I think it's the following day. Yeah. Huge already, and I keep, I'll keep saying this as we go. Massive moment already in the league on the second weekend of the season. Yeah, it was, and it's it's one. It was one of them again. I'll keep harping back. It was another a hurdle for us to get over, and we got over. And then to see City dropping points, and if you remember that City and Spurs game, City absolutely marmalated Spurs. Yeah, and then that. and there was the big thing at the end about the goal. I think it was a Hazy yeah. goal that was a handball. It was or something a Hazy Laporte hit off Laporte's hand in mm-hmm. the build up, drops yep. the Hazy's. Yeah, and no one knew what was going on, but yep. it was uh, clear enough. Look, we had one where uh, Mane and Old Trafford as well, so it's. The rules are the rules, you know. Yeah. City could say, "Oh no, we were hard done by." I think it was the first big one in the season where they went, was, "What is the rule?" Yeah. And people had to yeah. realize the rule is if it touches your hand at all as an attacker, you're you're yeah. penalized. I think that's that's that was the big exactly. point of the day. Exactly, and but it was one of them. They they absolutely battled sports, but they couldn't get the job done. Mm. And I know they'd they they beat us in the charity shield, Man City, but we absolutely slaughtered them in the second half of that. And I think. Yeah, yeah, people can say the quality of the league this year has dropped, but it hasn't. Like Man City went through a big ring off for two seasons, and to see us coming out of blocks, even in the first game, that Charity Shield game, to see us, they had us on the ropes in the first half, and the way we came back and finished the game stronger, that that's hard to put a doubt into their head. And then, as you say, second weekend of the season, they're dropping points. That must have been like an absolute sledgehammer to the gut to them. Well, you see, it, it, that. It, it, these look, these are grinding out results against Southampton 48 hours know, after being know, in Turkey. Do you know what it is, Keith? I, 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 I done a preview for 90 minutes at, uh, for the season, just after the Charity Shield, and and I was with some City guys and an Arsenal and United and sort of a few other clubs teams reps, right? And they were and they laughed at me when I said I was uh, totally, totally satisfied and happy and really really looking forward to 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 the season because of that second half and they were like well, you lost i said well you know we, i lost on penalties we lost on penalties but that second half performance 
And yes. again, at the time, you've got to remember, Keith, at the time, yeah. they were the best team on the planet because they've just come off 98 and 100 point season, right? So they are undoubtedly possibly the best team that's ever graced the Premier League at that time. And we've, as you said, totally mulverized them in that second half. And there was only one team that was going to win it if there was another five minutes. But not even only five minutes. That second half, we created chance after chance after chance. And these other chaps looked at me and laughed and they said, there's no such thing as you've won them. There's no such thing as mental war. Well, oh, there, no, there is. is. There, there, oh, well, there is. This mental, this mental. You see, this mental war disappeared for a while for me because yeah. it used to be United and Arsenal that were involved in it. Yeah. And it did. This all. This mentality war started in ninety seven, ninety eight, when Arsenal were. I think it was eight points behind United with three games in hand after going to Old Trafford and beating them with a Mark Overmars goal. And I always remember Ferguson saying, "Well, uh, they might win it now, you know." And Wenger saying, "Well, they have the points on the board." It was all a mental thing. That's when it really kicked off mentality. Now you can go back a little before that with Keegan absolutely losing his mind after Newcastle beat, I think, Leeds or Ellen Road and the, the famous rant. Um, but it was a mental thing because the mental pressure on Liverpool and Manchester City at the end of the previous season um, was massive. It was literally, I, we play, you play, we play, you play. And it went on and on and on and on. And because, it was. because we played each other for the second time around New Year's Day, there was, there was five months of just mental warfare and that's what it was but look touching on the last on Southampton Kieran says we played um Milner uh Genie and Ox that day and we looked yeah. rattled he said he felt we looked rattled from he was in the ground he felt we looked rattled he said it was brilliant to see Henderson come on and just slow the whole thing down and it was really well managed Chris says that um the Ox showed how valuable he would be in the squad he came in that day and he performed um only Ben Haynes called LFC that to challenge with you says Chris as well um Centurion says the Man City decrease serves us as a warning for refreshing the squad that's definitely we're going, something we're going to get into in the summer uh Chris says Boovie's arrogance thrown into petulance once the City started dropping points so this is going back to the 90minute.com I'm sure if you went back to that you could find it on YouTube and watch it and it might be an interesting thing to do at the end of the season looking back to yeah. the start of the season yeah. um Oh, I'll post it. Don't worry about that. Okay, you post it. And <laughs> look, all these people in here follow you, Grace. So there you go. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Shaq says this is Hampton game is one example uh, that we never give up and we're grinding out results. Um, let me see. So, two games left in August. I'm going to paint over one of them and that's Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1 because that's what we do to Arsenal. Um, yeah. You know, 3 0 up. I think Torreira gets a late goal and makes yeah. a 3 1. But the big one for me in August uh, was Burnley away and it was on the 21st yeah. of August. We go there, Keith. Um, again, people are saying, oh, yeah, right, they may have won, what, three league games in a row. They've nine points from nine. Um, but Burnley always put it up to Liverpool. Liverpool usually come out there with a, with a, with a tight win or a late win. And we went there that day, Keith, and we dominated them from absolute, oh. from start to finish. And again, you look at it and you think, you know, all right, Trent gets a bit of a freak goal, but Mane is a brilliant, brilliant finish. Firmino gets one. Brilliant display and, it was a real case of, now we're this good now and we're not taking this shit off these teams when we come to play them anymore. Yeah, because that would have always been seen as a tricky place to go. Um, and I don't think this, the, the results really said that, but I had that reputation, you know, Burnley away. Jeez, no one wants to go to Burnley away. And I think I went there and smash the arse off them 3 nil early in the season. It was, again, another sign of things to come. Do you know what I mean? It was everything... You know, we were getting tricky games thrown in here and we were overcoming them, you know, because if you, you can look at the fixtures on their own and say, well, Burnley aren't great, Southampton aren't great, but the timing of these games and the added sort of pressure that comes with some of them adds to the, the pressure of, of the performance, you know. And that game, we look at the goal scorers that day. Yeah, Trent whips one in. It was an absolute howler boy. Who was in goal for them that day? I don't know. Was it, Pope? I don't Pope. know. Pope. Was it Pope or was it... Yeah, it was Pope. Um, he just misjudges it, doesn't he? And just mm. lets it go over his head and it just goes into the side. It was a time, you know what I mean? We would have peppered him in any way without that. But then Mane again and Firmino, like, you didn't forget the, what's good to start the strikers were having to the season, you know? Firmino usually comes back from like a Copa America or a World Cup and he's, he's been on the lash for a month yeah. yeah 
Exactly, and he takes a while to get in. Mm. He was scoring goals regularly at the start of the season and assisting, and he was playing very well. He was probably our he was probably our player of the se- a player of the month in that first month for me. Yeah, uh, and but they were all contributing, you know. They were all con- mm-hmm. I know we skipped over the Arsenal game there, but Salah had got a brace in that, and we've got Mane again here and Firmino again. You know, they they were all doing that well, bit. And shall I, shall I tell you what we're overlooking, Keith and Gav? We've got to remember in that. I mean, now it's obviously b- beautiful to see this blossoming partnership of sort of Gomez and Virgil. But you know, we started off with Matip, and we're overlooking the contribution the squad. It was brilliant. Different players in the squad. Mm, yeah, no, you know, the vital contribution yeah. they made. And that day, I remember because what do we associate with Burnley? You know, uh, Barnes and Wood up front. Yeah, you know, four four two. The, the that McNeil fellow has got a wonderful left foot, whipping crosses in. This is going to be torrid. But yeah. Virg, I mean, we know Virgil is Virgil, right? He's Virgil is the incredible Hulk, right? We know that. You don't Virgil is Virgil. But there was question marks about Matip's sort of, even though he's very tall, but can he handle the physical side of this? And and I remember he was in, for me personally. I remember him being very close to man of the match. The way he just yeah. absolutely controlled those two centre forwards of theirs. He was so, he was know, excellent at the start. Yeah, he was yeah we we, we utilised the squad. We utilised the squad brilliantly. I remember constantly changing the midfield, constant not constantly, but sometimes having to be forced to sort of make changes. And I thought Matip at the start of the season was immaculate. He was, he absolutely was, and I think when he when he when he got injured, we we had to look at Dayan Love and we tried Gomez in a couple of games to try to get him up and running, and he didn't look at he looks at now. Don't get me wrong, but there was a little bit of concern there. Uh, people have asked why I'm glossing over the Arsenal game when Pepe ran past VVD and Arsenal had a parade. Yeah, for him. That's yeah. an absolutely brilliant show, um, and I'm sorry for glossing over it. But listen, we that's just what we do to Arsenal Anfield. Um, but Grizz, just getting just the last thing on the Burnley game and the last game in August. The the big talking point that came out of that game wasn't goals, it wasn't um, the, the style of play that the fact that we were three league wins from three it wasn't that, or four league wins from four, sorry, it wasn't that, it was the team between Sadio Mane and Mo Salah so Salah basically breaks through towards mm-hmm. goal towards the end of the game he should pass it to Mane to make it, yeah. it would have been 4-0 I think and he doesn't, and Mane has a breakdown and ends up gets take, gets taken off, he has a bit of a freak on the bench, the bench aren't too bothered by a Grizz and but the big thing that came out, and somebody says there, um, uh, Chris says, Burnley win was underplayed in media due to Mane's kickoff over Salah not passing. Bobby Smirk a full time when uh, between Salah and Mane was a <laughs> legendary, legendary. Grizz, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something, Grizz. See that, see that little moment, which is brilliant and it's a great gift, and people had a great laugh about it. That to me showed that this squad is so fucking tight because another player can walk off and do a smirk at the camera like, look at these two. You know, as if yeah. we're rock solid. That is so fucking funny. And I'd say, Grizz, the squad got a great laugh out of that. You know, because uh, it was it just, it was one of those where, lads, give it over. You know that kind of way. People talk about sort of situations and incidents like that where it can break up a squad. It can, it can cause divisions. It can cause drama. The media are dying, right? You got to remember, the media are dying for any sign of weakness where they can capitalize and make it a, a fucking free for all. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm. again, we do the total opposite. Again, we smash these critics out of sight because there's the total opposite effect. As you said, it galvanizes us. The lads have a laugh about it. The 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 Instagram stories, the Snapchat stories, are pure taking the piss out of them, right? Yeah. Straight away. We don't wait. We don't let it linger. We don't let people start making up rumors. Straight away, the stories on their Facebooks and whatever, all their social media is a laugh. You see the signs of Henderson and Milner playing important roles straight away. Bobby the Bobby the Bobby the character has a laugh, right? So automatically, look, I don't think Salah had scored right at that stage. So you know, in, in the he got a couple against Arsenal the week before. Yeah, well, you know, same thing. So yeah, and he got, did he get two? <laughs> I don't think. You, I, don't, I, I, don't, well, I don't. I don't. I don't think he scored. Uh, yeah, he got a yeah, few. I think he had about Gav five no, goals, Chris. I think he had about six. Yeah. Yeah, Gav, no, same thing. Two goals. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, but, but you could you could you could see you know Salah. Yes, Salah. Absolutely. I think the thing you're looking for, Grizz, is, is that 
I, I do remember around that period, about five, six games in, because this was the last game before the, the international break. And there was yeah. talk around Salah going and not going on the international break. And they start comparing his first six games of the season to the last six games. And like they, they do, they, they do. That's, that's where they, you're like thinking of. But the point being, we were absolutely brilliant in the way we handled it. From yeah. every single player involved, from every single player not involved, the leaders, the, the, the more serious guys in the team, the way they... They they talked to Mane and then Mane come out and cracked a joke about it and brilliant. I thought exactly. it galvanized. It was another incident that galvanized this team into sort of the monsters that they we yeah, like, they were yeah, exactly right there, Grizz. Yeah, spot on there because I think and I could be wrong. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, right? But Milner was on the bench, wasn't he? When yeah, yeah. Uh, when he came off and Milner was breaking his shit laughing mm-hmm. when Mane was having his little strop and that to me showed that. This isn't an issue. Do you know what I mean? if James Milner, who is as Grizz says, the serious, serious players in that squad, he's the experienced player and he's not, he knew this isn't the media tried to turn it into something and the players knew that this is just, you know, brushed it. This would be rushed under the carpet. There's no cause for concern here. They knew there was nothing in it. The media tried to try to make it into something. Oh, there's a fallout there, there's a bust up, and and the lads just, you know got on with it and, and got over it. And again, another sign of how the season was panning out. The, I know it gets thrown about a lot, the mentality joints, mentality monsters, but it can't be understated how strong this squad is. I think and by having that small squad, like they, it, it was a huge benefit in hindsight. I think, I think that, you know, I think you're spot on what you're saying. And I think if that had have even boiled over, you know, or, or even stuck its head up to be more than it was, I think it would have been batted down very quickly within the squad um, within yeah. management to say, no, 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 this sort of stuff isn't going to affect us, it's not going to blindside us, it's not going to sidetrack us. And Klopp said, listen, spoke to Manny after the game, spoke him the next morning, everything was absolutely fine, him and Salah were fine. It was yeah. a heat of the moment thing. Now, I did say we are going to do August and September, but we're talking that much, we're about 50 minutes in, in August, so we'll cover off with, with August, and we'll, look, we'll just do one of these, every every week I'd say I'll do one of these on a different month. Um, so, Right now, if people want to ask a couple of questions about this part of the season, if you want to give us a random question about different bits, you absolutely can for the last 10 minutes of the show. Grizz, while people are throwing in the random questions and probably bringing in the, you know, bits and pieces on, on what he, f- what he felt around this time in August, going back, what, six months ago. We're, we're four games in. We've won four league games, Grizz. We're 12 from 12. We have, we have a lead on City already. Did you want the international? Nobody likes an international break, Grizz, but at this stage, I was thinking, I was just hungry for more. I wanted more. Give us another four league games. Let's go away from me. Were you a little bit concerned because the international break for me always seems to, I'm not saying we're bad after them because we couldn't be because we, the record we have over the last two years or so. But yeah. I'm always concerned, Grizz, when people go away and they come back with little niggles and stuff like that. Like, we considering the thing is, the thing is, this season was a non stop season for us in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, we, there was, there were stages where we were looking forward to international break. From what I remember, this was one of those that we didn't want mm-hmm. because as you say, the momentum was with us. Yeah. And I think City had faltered already. Yeah. They faltered so, a hundred sports. There you go. So we've got a, we've got a bit of a cushion already and we can see the confidence every week growing, especially, especially how solid we looked from the start. We weren't. I'd say we weren't creating chances as often as we'd like, but we were we were fairly efficient. So we were winning games 1-0, 2-1. I think it was a lot of 2-1s at that stage, if I remember rightly. I mean, I know Burnley we beat 3-0 and Arsenal, but, you know, we we I don't think, from what I remember, there was a nice momentum. We did not want that international break. And as you say, you know, with great teams, with great successful teams, you're going to have loads of internationals you know, that will go away to play for their respective countries. And, and it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? When, you know, you don't know how, what kind of state or what kind of, you know, health they're going to come back in. So from what I remember, that first international break, and I remember even me and you chatting, Gav, we were looking at blocks of four. Yep. So then we would look at, all right, well, this block of four negotiated with. When we come back, we then we look at the next block of four because there was like three international breaks sort of in the first three, four months, wasn't there? So I, I do remember it being a, a bit of a disjointed 
disjointed start in, in that sense, but we didn't want that international break in particular. No. Uh, Stephen Max said it was Henderson's face that was the real story after all that. Uh, Supercard Kieran asks, uh, Indy Coyela has just released an 80-piece popcorn chicken box from KFC. Is it okay to eat it all on your own? Of course. Yeah, Chris. Oh. Yeah. You, are you asking me, Gavin? Yeah, you just eat that, wouldn't you? That's just, <laughs> just standard. You, you'd eat that waiting on your, your main cup. <laughs> Dylan says. Dylan. Dylan says. Um, he he's always he was always envious of other clubs like City, whose players were just happy to pull out of international squads. Um, yeah, I, I was a bit like that as well. Uh, there's loads of answers coming into a question here, and um, that was asked, and I can't see the question. So if anyone can just repost the question, and um, I'll I'll call it out to the lads because it was it was a decent one. Um, would here? Let me ask you this, Keith. Would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? Good hell, it's a bit heavy, isn't it? Yeah, a bit heavy. Yeah. Um, how I'm going to die? Jesus Christ, you wouldn't want to know when you're going to die. Yeah, I think how as well, Chris. Fucking, a deep one, man. I don't often. Yeah, I don't think the deep. I don't know how or when. That. How, man? All oh, right. Fuck. Like, why? Yeah, okay. I right. swear it'd be pumping out here. <laughs> Grizz, Grizz, quick one for you. Any truth in the in the rumours that Werner has been offered a contract by Liverpool Football Club? He's a great personal terms, man. I've already told you. Okay, cool. That's all we need. Uh, the question from Avo, uh, and I think this might be the belter that he was going to ask us the other night, but we never bothered to come on, um, was if you could choose who scores the winning goal in the last minute of the game that wins us A, the league, B, the FA Cup, and C, number seven, who would you choose? So, a last-minute winner from a player in the, to win the league, the Cup, and the Champions League. The league, last-minute winner, I think we said about Bobby Scarden at Anfield to win the league would be nice. Yep. Oh, that's a shot. I'm all over that. That's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. at Anfield. Um, the FA Cup, I don't know what sort of... Curtis Jones. Yeah, Curtis Jones or Pedro Chiravella, one of them. Curtis Jones um, will win And then the Champions League, I'm going, look, I don't care, I'm going Hendo, because I fucking love him. Hendo's the business. <laughs> okay. I have Hendo to do that. Okay. Uh, Stephen Mack would have Bobby and all three. Uh, Grizz, would you disagree with either of that? <laughs> um, yeah, I may go with Joe Gomez for the for the league, because he's the only outfield player that hasn't scored for us. Okay. So that. That'll yeah. make it a full set. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the FA Cup, um, Curtis Jones or Harvey Elliott mm-hmm. um, or Seth Vandenberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah, big uh, red, why not? <laughs> and the Champions League has got to be Hendo for for the emotion, for the out, outpouring of emotion of the last one. This one would be absolute elation and joy. So, yeah. I'll have, I'll have, I'll actually have Henderson to score the goal that wins us the league. Um, although yeah. I am in for Bobby getting a goal on the on the day we clinch it, but I'll demo him and put Henderson in for the league. I'll have Curtis Jones to win it for the FA Cup, and I'll have. Do you know what? I'll have Mane for the Champions yeah. League final. I'd like but isn't it a sign of the squad? Like we could all you could sit there and pick any of them. Mm. Like Genie, I'd love Genie's big smiley face to get one. Do you know what I mean? I'd love. Yeah. Robo to run around like a headless chicken if he got one. You know, there's, there's all of them. Like, you could say Mo, who deserves it more than Salah? You know yeah. what I mean? He's been an absolute goal machine for us. So, <laughs> pick any of them. Uh, Chris Brack has uh, the league Hendo FA Cup Trent number seven Bobby uh, Stephen Mack again just wants Bobby to score all the goals uh, Kevo Sullivan has Bobby in the league uh, Gomez in the FA Cup and Hendo in the Champions League final um, let me see Quarters would be a shout if he scores in every round to Zavo that's a good one that's a good one um, what else there was other, there was another question there and it's gone on my screen as well um, but oh I get it uh, Carl Duff asked it uh, your favourite goal in the August period now, Grizz, you won't remember the Salah ones, but because he never didn't score, apparently, <laughs> according to you. But um, I'm going to go first on this one, and I'm going to—I uh, am going to say it was tight. Betwi- it was tight between Mane at Southampton, but I'm going to go with Salah at home to Arsenal. I thought he just b- mind blown, just left David Luiz in his in his wake and just yeah. went in and, and put one away. So I'll go with that. That'll be my show. Yeah, Keith. that was a view. Yeah, Keith. no, that was a cracker. All right. Um, what else was there? Uh, Trying to think now of did did Origi get a nice one? Did Origi score against Norwich? Yeah, Origi got a header against Norwich. Yeah, 
No, that wasn't it then. No, I know, it was, yeah, it no. was Manu's, man. It was Manu's. I know you're talking about Salah's and everything, but Arsenal, you know, at home are like meat for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, the, the Southampton, when we needed it the most, yeah. as you said, they were trying to rough us up before that half time in that first half, trying to sort of impose the energy on us. And then Mane pulls an absolute rabbit out of the hat. That that was easily the goal of the month for for August for me. Um, yeah, a couple and it's come into my head. Chris has said it there. Mane's goal in the Super Cup when Not it's bad. cut back for for me. Oh, that was a beaut. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a beaut. That was yeah. a good one as well. I liked that. I did like that. Um, it was decent in August. I don't think anybody has any random any more random questions left. So. Um, yeah, as I said, we are going to try to do this in about five parts, but we won't be doing about nine or ten parts because it's good. I like to talk for an hour about the month that's been, and we will have, you know, there'll be months with more games, there'll be months with less games. And it- well, I think I think we've set up nicely there. Yeah, we we've have. Set- so what we do yeah. is we'll try. Um, us three might try. Um, I might have to bring other people on. Yeah. Depend on availability. But if us three are available, we'll take this on. Um. Try yeah. one, try once a week just to take a month. Um, so obviously yeah. next being September, and we'll we'll go and do that. Uh, Dylan asks, how did the golf go? Oh, Dylan, the, let me let me tell you something. Right, oh. so uh, went went to bed last night. As I was going to bed, it started snowing, um, which I wasn't happy about. Got up this morning and was fine. I was everything was great. Um, I dropped my daughter to school. Literally left her, went back to the car. And it starts snowing again, but it was fine. It was grand. Got there, got to the course. Only nine holes were open. Disgusted, deflated. Um, but played quite well. Um, over the nine holes, I hit. I'll have to go and check a few, but I want to say around forty-one shots. I think somewhere around that. Um, which wasn't bad because the, the nine that was open is a harder nine than the one that was closed. But um, I will go and check that, Dylan, and I will send you a message and let you know exactly what I got. But it was around 41 shots, I think. 41, 42 shots. But that's how it went. Um, Dylan wants to know, um, anyone know how Everton Stadium that's uh, being built on a bed of lilos is getting on? It's not happening. It's not happening. They're going to have to pump out the Irish Sea. Uh, oh, Grace, yeah. how's the how's the keto going? Is asked Avo asks. Yeah, it's going. Um, it's going okay. It's, going. it's, it's like slowing down a bit, Gav. Mm. It's but, slowing but, down yeah. a bit. Yeah, it does. Now, after a month, I've told you this. Mm. It's it's the best one month diet I can think of okay. that's suitable for me. And and uh, thanks for asking whoever's asked. But it's going great. I think I'm going to stop him tomorrow though. Okay. Uh, Kieran asks, would you guys be open to a guest, uh, one of us viewers, joining once a week in the future? Chris, would you be open to that? Love you, mate. Yeah. Keith, would you be open to that? Oh, of course. Okay. What I'll do is, Kieran, if you email us at lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and... I can get an email address off you and I can give you a call via Skype. I will check your sound and if your sound is fine, you can absolutely come on. Guys, I just want to point out that I'm one of the nicest guys on Twitter because I've told Gav to do this before and mm-hmm. Gav should back me up mm-hmm. and I have asked him to do that before because it would mm-hmm. be nice. You're not as nice so, as Matt though. Matt's the nicest man on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me take him off Twitter. All right. <laughs> he take himself off Twitter. He gets banned every, every far. Let me take him off Twitter. Uh, Emma Kavanagh asks, LFC day trip or golf classic in 2020? Um, not in 2020. It won't happen. I can tell you that because come May, um, half these lads are going to die from alcohol poisoning. And yeah. you know, then we have to find other people. But, um, yeah, that's about it. That's, that's August covered. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, loads of talk, loads of goals, loads of moments and stuff like that. We will get back next week at some stage and we will bring you September. Kieran, uh, as I said, send us that email and I will follow up with you. Um, but listen, once you can speak basic English and we can hear you, you're in. That, that's how it works. Uh, right. Uh, Chris says that's how he got to go on this show. Um, it's great fun. It is great fun. We, we don't, um, no airs and graces are about us except for Chris. He can be, um, <laughs> be a little bit touchy at times. Oh, Isn't that right, Chris? Yeah. See, he won't even respond there. <laughs> right, that's oh, sorry, it. I was on mute. I was on mute. God, I tell you, if only the world could put Grizz on mute at times, it'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> but look, Avo says, good pods. Thanks a million. Uh, Supercar Super Kieran says, cracking lads, we all have a common love, and that is the Premier League 2020 champions. Absolutely. Right, we're out of here. That's the Fatback for Daily. Uh, that's your review of August 2019. Uh, Keith, thanks a million for joining me. Pleasure as always, Gav. Grizz, thanks a million, my friend. 
Welcome, mate. Always but welcome. Next week we'll be on, and all things going well. It will be Gav, it will be Grizz, it will be Keith, and it will be Kieran. So that's how it goes. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now, during the Tempur Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur Pedic mattresses are on sale with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep all night, every night. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Sports Social Podcast Network.